Hi, it's Scott Rockfile, back with another podcast review for you. We're going to talk about the 2022 film, 3,000 Years of Longing. The short version is, this is an old-fashioned movie, the likes of which they don't make anymore, wrapped up in newfangled modern technology. It's a great classic film of two people and a great story and acting and some special effects, but really it's... It's all about the story. So if you don't know anything about it, this came out last year. I was really excited to see it. It didn't play here at all. It did not play here. I would have gone to the theater. And then when it came out in Blu-ray and 4K, I really wanted to see it first. So it's streaming on Amazon. You can watch it for free if you're a Prime member. There you go. So I finally watched it the other night. Really just had to be in the mood for it. George Miller, who directed the Mad Max movies, and Babe directed this. I would say it's a combination of those two. (laughs) There's some action stuff in it, but there's also some fantasy and some beautiful stuff in it. And it's the story of a a scholarly woman who's single, who has written and told stories all her life. She is a college professor and that kind of thing, a traveling storyteller. And she meets a gin, a genie out of a bottle. And he's got great stories. And they kind of have some conversations. And that's really what it's about. I know that sounds boring, and it's definitely not. You actually go to these far-off places when they tell the stories and stuff. And how it all works and how it all plays out gave me a smile, a chuckle, a laugh, a a warm heart. I I was impressed. I, You know, like I said, this is not a movie for everyone. This is not a movie that's going to make everybody happy. It does keep you interested for two hours. And that, I can say, a lot of the movies don't always do that with just storytelling. It's really good storytelling. The special effects are good, and I'd watch Idris Ilba and Tilda Swinson do anything. Literally. I'd watch them read the phone book. But they're playing two very diverse characters, different from what they normally play in their careers, and they're playing them very well. And the stories and the things and the mythology that it creates, it reminds me of an old movie, like it would be black and white. Obviously, much worse special effects, too. But anyway, I I know why it wasn't a hit. It had a $60 million budget. It only made about $20 million so far before it hit streaming and home video. I'm going to own a copy of this movie eventually. I just thought, you know, it's it's storytelling on a level that we just don't get anymore. Um, You've got two great actors and a few other people in the movie. You've got some... Some timeless storytelling. The, the, there's a meaning to each story, each fable, if you will. It kind of plays out like one of those things. I, but it's done with a very modern, playful sense. And in the end, I totally warmed up to it. Enjoyed the journey with these characters and liked where they took us at the end. And, and the hopeful feeling it give, leaves you at the end. I was totally impressed with it. And I'm dancing around things. I mean, obviously... Two people in a room telling stories to each other doesn't sound very interesting. But again, you go on these these extravagant journeys of great special effects and beauty and acting and, and chivalry and action. And anyway, I thought it was fantastic. And I plan to own a copy. That's my highest recommendation that I would actually buy this. Because these days, I used to be one of those guys that every Tuesday bought a stack of things that came out because it was just new stuff that came out. And it's cheaper to buy it than go see it. And, and I've stopped doing that because I don't need a giant collection anymore. I just... You know, if it's not something I have to have, like another John Wick movie or another Marvel movie, um, I want to see it first. I want to see if it deserves to be in the collection. Now, now, I just did a review of Mad God. That, for me, was not easy to see. I don't have Shutter, And I picked up a copy because it was a steel book and it was on sale during Marvel or during Amazon stuff. And um, it was worth it. You know, I got lucky on that one. But I've bought a couple other things that, you know, every once in a while. But if I don't spend too much money on it, 
I'm okay. So this was a good trial. I would have gone to the theater, see it, did not play in the theater here, so I watched it on Amazon Prime, and now I want it. I want the full, you know, what I'll get on a disc, which is always better than streaming. Better surround sound, better picture, better everything. I can't wait, because it was really one of the better movies I've seen this year. So, there you go. Like I said, not for everybody. If you're more into John Wick or Dungeons and Dragons, maybe, but this is storytelling. Really good storytelling. Uh, fairy tale for adults. It's a little R-rated. Not terribly R-rated. You won't be offended by much in this movie. But it is good. It's a good one. Check it out. Not of the normal flicks, but definitely worth a watch. 3,000 Years of Longing, Idris Ilba, and Tilda Swinton. Very good. Scott Hamilton, I'm Rockfile. This is my podcast. Thanks for listening. Taking time out of your day. That's a big deal. Maybe we'll get into a spoiler cast and really go into some of the stories here. There's a lot being said in this film underneath the undercurrent. I hope you enjoy it. Let me know if you do. i got comments below and my email address is rockfile at live.com. Have a spectacular day. Thank you for listening. Thank you.